the Lord is saying that Joe Biden is going to be involved in a sex scandal, um, a public scandal. God is saying that he's going to fall down on his face. He's going to fall down on his face in front of everyone. It is going to be a worldwide scandal. Again, God is saying with evidence. All these people who will fall down, T.D. Jakes, Creflo Dollar, many other people, there is going to be physical evidence. God is saying that I'm not going to do something where someone is going to be able to find their way out of it. That's what he says. He says, I'm not doing it anymore where someone will accuse you and then you will say, no, it's not true. And then it's he said, she said, no evidence. This thing is coming with evidence. This accusation against Joe Biden in the White House for sexual impropriety, that means improper behavior that cannot be excused. This is worse than Monica Lewinsky. This is worse than what Bill Clinton had to go through because it involves children, minors, mostly girls. I'm seeing small girls. I don't, it does not appear that this man is gay. It appears that this man likes small people who are between the ages of 10 to 13 or 14 years old. That is the age group that I am seeing because it is the girls who are just starting to wear the bra. Is the small, you know, the little bra, the first one that you get. That is what I'm seeing. That is the people that this man enjoys to be with in sexual relations. And this thing God is saying, it is going to bring him down in shame, down in disgrace. And if he is not careful, down to an early grave. Shame and exposure coming to the White House. This kind of thing, it cannot stand in the public space. This kind of thing, it cannot be allowed to continue. God says that people are blaspheming his name on earth and calling him an unfair God. I'm seeing people who have been thrown into the lake somebody who was raped by more than one man, somebody's daughter raped by more than one man thrown into the water afterwards because what water does is water destroys physical evidence that is needed to convict people of sexual crimes because now we have advanced technology and the um, it is much more advanced and I don't really understand how it works, but I know, first of all, they used to be able to use DNA evidence, but now the DNA evidence is so advanced that they can even track it down to a limited amount of men. I think that is how they do paternity testing. I'm not sure about this, but they can track it down to a limited number of men who can possibly be the rapist or who can possibly be the father. So what they do is they rape people and put them into the lake so that even if you find the body in two hours, you will never find the DNA that you need to know who could have been the one. I'm seeing that they put somebody's daughter with ginger hair. This girl's hair looks like a mix between blonde strawberry. They put somebody's daughter out of a white pickup truck in the lake somewhere and put her there 
And since that day they put that girl there, that girl's mother has never stopped wanting to know why that happened, who did it. I do not know if they found the girl or if they did not find her, but I am seeing God is saying that people curse him in their homes. Families who have lost a family member to violence, gun violence, drug violence, kidnapping. People take other people away in this country. Around the world, they do it. Men take their children and drive off with those children to punish the mother. And that woman has not seen her child since the child was three, five, seven. And God said people are cursing him in the house. They have no desire to pray to him. They curse when you say God around them because they are thinking, what world? What world has a God who saw, who saw my child? I can't see where my child is. That God saw my child. That God saw they took my daughter and he did nothing. God says, here's the phrase. He says, they blaspheme my name continually every day. They blaspheme me. They curse me. They hate me because they feel I am a God of no justice. They are cursing me. And God is saying that um, his name is just being despised and his name is being hated. And I think that's in Isaiah. Isaiah 51 or 52, where he says that people um, mock and all day long my name is constantly being blasphemed. That is what is happening because of unsolved murder, because of unsolved pedophilia. Somebody molests your child. You are trying to find out who at the nursery school, um, who at the daycare did it. And the school is blocking you. These schools are, they are just pedophile grooming centers that are standing and it's worse in some countries than others, but here, God says, it is a terror nightmare in these schools. They are just grooming these children and making them to be sexual very early. And then somebody touches your child, your child comes home from daycare. Some of these children cannot talk, Selfer. They're special needs children, they can't talk. And some of these children also, they're too small to explain what is happening. So they just, oh, I feel bad, mommy. I feel bad, daddy. And they cannot explain what is going on with them. And then the mother finally manages to see some evidence of abuse. Maybe her child is bleeding in front. Maybe her little boy is bleeding at the back. She finally figures out what is going on. She storms that school like the wrath of God. And then the school is blocking her and the school is saying, well, you know, for the safety of the teachers and for the privacy of the school district, we cannot release any more information at this time. We understand that you are angry, but we cannot tell you anything more. Please, here's what God is saying. Internal investigations are a lie. You cannot investigate yourself. This is what he is saying. And now I'm seeing the Metropolitan Police in Chicago and the NYPD. I'm seeing these men. I'm seeing policemen standing. First of all, the chief is standing there. He's wearing a white shirt. He's not dressed like 
the guys in blue, but then behind him, they have guys in blue, they have guys with medals, and I'm seeing them standing at a press conference and they are saying, we will get to the bottom of this. We're going to do a full investigation, but their hands are so dirty. All the men who are standing there, their hands look like they have poop or mud or dirt on their hands. Filthy hands. God says they are so complicit. Your leaders are complicit, O Israel. You are taken like prey in the mouths of wolves. Your leaders are complicit. To be complicit means that if something dirty is going down, you're right in the middle of it. You are at the center. You are at the heart. In fact, you are the chief protector of that dirt. You're not only doing the dirt, you're protecting all the people who do the dirt. He says internal affairs in America is dirty. Their only job is to find out how to change the details of the situation so that Chicago PD, NYPD, all the PDs, they just come, they, thank you, God. He says they're coming to record the crimes, not to actually report them. He says they're just coming to get the detail of the crime so they can put it in a big fat book that they have. They're not actually coming to fight the crime. They're not actually coming to stop the crime. They're not actually coming to find out what the person did so that they can fire them. Internal reviews are a lie. Any school that says we, we will address the matter, we will look into this issue, it is a lie from the pit of hell. They have no interest in getting to the bottom of who is guilty and dealing with that guilt. They simply want to find out how to protect their public image so that, um, what is this word? So minimizing fallout, that is it. That is the phrase. They want to minimize the bad public relations. They want to minimize any shame that can come to the organization. They want to minimize because sometimes God says the person who is in charge is just about to go for reelection. The person who is in charge of a certain city, the mayor, the governor, whoever, the councilman, the elderman, he is just about to get into a race to renew his seat and then a scandal comes. He cannot afford for people to focus their eye on this scandal. He cannot afford, she cannot afford. These women in office, these women, these women are so nasty that they are sleeping with their interns on the desk in the office where they tell these children, stay behind and work on my campaign. I'm seeing the woman taking the clothes, opening, you know how they do in these bad movies, tearing the shirt of a young man. They're so lustful. They're using these young males. God says when a woman in power, when a woman in power puts her eye on a young man who is working for her, that young man feels as if the sun itself is shining on him. When she compliments his work, when she tells him, you are so hardworking, when she tells him, oh, your work just stands out above the other people's work. God says that women, older women, this is not something that younger women understand. God says that older women understand the power of complimenting a man. Complimenting a man is like giving a video game character extra life. You can transform the behavior of a male by complimenting him, by making him stand apart from the crowd. God says, you admire a man, you have his heart and soul. 
if you uh, admire a man, even a young boy, if you tell a young boy, well done, you have completely captured that child. And that is how pedophiles do it. But these women in these offices, they admire and compliment in front of the peers, these young men. Trainees is the word. Trainees, interns. Um, what else is this? Assistant aides. Um, not the disease, but an assistant, an A-I-D-E. Young men who are in, uh, thank you, Lord. It's called, he says, position of subjective power. So you are under someone else. You are working. She is your boss. She is your head. She is in, in a position of power and authority over you. God says that these boys are giving up sex to these women to rise up the ladder. But he says that many of them are uncomfortable because a man doesn't want to rise that way. And the funny thing about it, is he says that for men, sex is throw away. Sex is throw away. Man can do this and then go and buy a burger and not feel bad, not feel ashamed at all. Sex is throw away. So they are doing it, but they, their conscience is pricked. Their conscience is saying, mm, this is not something that I should be doing. They feel uncomfortable, especially if in the early part of the affair, they are actually rewarded with promotions. They are actually rewarded. I see that they get gadgets, they get toys, they get company perks. Uh, these women will take them out, one or two friends, and put it on the company credit card and pass it off as a... What is the thing? Company expense. That is it. I see the woman scribbling. She's been eating lobster and crab with these 20-something-year-old boys who cannot afford lobster and crab. Um, and she's been eating the kind of meal that goes with white wine, dry wine, all the wines. And then I see her writing her signature on a bill of hundreds of dollars and saying it is a company expense. The company picks up this tab and then she will call it business lunch, working dinner. That's the word business lunch. I'm seeing working dinner. And a lot of these organizations, God says they are bloated with corporate overload because the men and the women in them are having affairs and putting the cost of their affair, putting the cost of their stripper, entertaining their stripper, entertaining their escort, entertaining their call girl. They're putting the cost of that on the corporate tab and the company is picking up the cost of all of that and it is just all covered over. God says it is all part of this thing, this myth that is called internal review. You cannot be corrupt and investigate yourself. It is impossible. You will always say that you are innocent. God says that even the government does this. Even the government that says, I'm going to probe this and probe that. How can you probe yourself? Here is a word of the Lord. How will you dig out a worm out of your own arm? Who of you will take a knife and cut himself to go after a thorn? Who of you would take a blade and pierce yourself to go after a worm? God says, if you will not cut yourself to pull something out of your, old, your own flesh, then what on earth is a probe? It is a falsehood. It is a lie. 
No man would hurt himself to seek after justice. It must be done from outside. It must be done from above. And I, God, am bringing a sword for the righteous and the unrighteous. I will probe you, church. I will pierce you. I will go after the worm that is in your flesh. For many of you are full of maggots. And maggots only live in those who are rotten. Maggots only follow trash. Many of you are complicit. You are in bed with the world. And you are full of trash mindsets and trash ideas. But I will pierce you. I will take the maggot out. I will take the worm out. I am going to do surgical operations on many of you. And that is how I'm going to save your lives. For some of you, I will absolutely have to amputate. You have parts of you, church, that are too rotten. And when I amputate, those are the people among you who will die. People are going to die, my sister, in these end times. And that is why I said we should always pray and be in, in repentance. People are going to utterly pass away. I see people being blown off of this earth just like grass. Just like grass in the field when there is a big storm, when the wind is picking up all the old grass. It doesn't mean old people. It just means when grass is old, it doesn't stick to the ground anymore. It's old, you know? It can just be easily blown away. It's already dried up. As soon as there's a storm, as soon as there's too much rain, as soon as there's anything, it will just blow away. Good, fresh green grass has roots. Good, fresh green grass is in the process of growing and producing chlorophyll. It is alive. And so you can't just, the only way you get green grass to come out is if you cut it or dig it up with a plow. So I just see, God says he's going to do surgery on the church. He's going to work on the church. He's going to get the worms out. He's going to get the thorns out of us at last. But for some, he says that the, the wound is too great. The infiltration is too deep. And he is going to simply amputate and cut out the rotten part of the body and just cast it on the ash heap and the fire. And um, that is the word of the Lord. He says that is the word for today. Amputation. Amputation for the church. I would rather amputate you than let Obama amputate you. Because he is merciless and he will show no mercy. I am your father. I know what's good for you. I'm going to cut out the deadly parts of you so that you can live, church. Because if I leave you to be a mixed breed, clean and unclean, dead and alive, I would have to take the whole of you and put you into the fire because you are lukewarm. Cold and hot cannot exist together. They must be separated. The sheep on the right, the goats on the left. The sheep for trial before heaven, the goats to eternal hellfire. I cannot allow this blending of the false and the true church anymore. The great tribulation is already upon you. It is upon you and you do not know. It is upon you and yet you are asleep and you deny that it is upon you. You already see the opening salvos across the bow. And yet you deny and you say that America will be great. You will not be great. You cannot be great. For there is only one great and it is I, God. 
you cannot be great. You will never be great again. You will never rise to prominence. America, you will never regain your former glory. It is over for you. I have shut the door on you. I have already pulled the curtain. The stage is dark. All the performers have gone home. And you continue to sit in the theater saying, the movie is not over. My children, hear the word of the Lord. The movie is over. The credits are done. I am finished with this nation. I have judged you. And the judgment is that you are for fire. Fire upon your heads. Fire in the great and the fiery, the fiery coming day of the Lord. The movie is over. Everybody else has left the theater. But America, you are sitting there and you are saying this cannot be it. I hear you even now as you hear my voice. You say no, God. It's not over. We're, we're coming back. We're fighting strong. <laughs> Can you fight me? <laughs> I am a warrior. I am a king. I am trained for battle. Can you fight me, America? This is the word of the Lord. This is the message that God is giving me today. This is why we must stay in prayer. We must stay, and we cannot fail our duties. We cannot fail our duties as Christians. We cannot fail and let our houses fall into disarray. You cannot allow your duties as a woman, as a man, to fall to the wayside and just spend all your time in tears and ashes. You must do a good job. Don't we know that God is, is, is going to require stewardship of us? Yes. I have said it until I am tired and people still do not understand. Stewardship does not fall away because you have heard the prophecy of God. You cannot start to, to misbehave at your job and do a bad job and give your boss a bad result because you are listening to prophecy on the, on the internet. It doesn't work like that. You are required. The Bible says, therefore it is required in stewards that you be found faithful. You must be faithful to the end. The scripture says, occupy until I come. Occupy until I come. That means until the last day you've plow your field and you continue to bring the harvest in the natural harvest the spiritual harvest according to the talents i have given you he is saying if i have given you one talent i will require a one talent multiplied from you which is two if i have given you four i will require eight as your result if i gave you 12 you must give me six you will be rewarded according to how you multiplied what I gave you. And I try to always keep this in my mind. That is why I do this work and my normal work the same. Amen. 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 Praise